Hey friends, thank you so much for being a part of the broadcast today. We are closing out our week. Christmas is almost upon us. We'll talk more about that very soon. But I'm going to ask you to grab your Bibles. I don't often do this kind of a one-off little Bible study thought. Normally, I'll expound on a thought over the entirety of a week. Of course, realize when I normally preach, I travel in full-time evangelism all, uh, let's see, I'll be gone maybe 35, 40, 45 weeks out of the year preaching in many different churches, dozens and dozens of different churches, camps, teen rallies, missions, conferences, you name it. 2022 shaping up to be a, a busy year. But normally when I speak, I'll preach for 30, 35, 40, even 45 minutes. Uh, sometimes it's been slightly longer than that. I don't intend to, and that's not my desire normally. But if you break that down, if I preach anywhere near an hour, 45 minutes or so, then with an intro and an outro in this radio broadcast, if I take a normal message, then I can break that out over an entire week, Monday through Friday. My portion of this broadcast, I speak for about 12 minutes and 55 seconds or so, 13 minutes and 5 seconds, depending right in there. But I will normally take one of those messages and I'll kind of fit it for radio. And oftentimes I'll have, if you want to call it original messages, just for radio as well. But that's how this Bible study normally works. But today, I have a one-off thought. It's just going to be one time. It's going to be today. I'm talking from the book of Daniel. If you would, grab your Bibles. Find your way to the book of Daniel, chapter number 6. Now, let's give you a little bit of a context. Of course, you know that Daniel had what could be considered a tumultuous life kind of here, there, and everywhere. He grew up in his home country, but of course was taken away from there by an opposing force, by another nation. And of course there was some, even some upheaval in that nation where he was effectively a slave. Of course, he had preferential treatment. He was definitely one of the big wigs in the government there. But you must realize that it was not his home place. It was not his home nation. And there was a passing, a changing of the guard, if you will. The, the regime changed. And now in Daniel chapter number 6, Darius is the king. Ch Daniel 6 verse number 1 says this. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom in 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. So what he's really doing is, Darius is basically the king of the known world at that time. He had wide swaths of land. He had many nation states that were under him. And so he set 120 presidents, or princes, if you will, that would, that would adjudicate and would kind of be governors over these different areas. If you want to think of it as 100 different states or so. And over them, were three presidents. What we're doing is it's kind of delegation of command, delegation of leadership. You have 120 princes, then three presidents, and of whom Daniel was first. You can make the case that he was effectively like the prime minister. Verse number three. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because... An excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. 
now realize the whole realm, as I just mentioned, was the entirety of the known world. It was not just one city. It was not just one state. It was not just one country. It was a conglomeration, an amalgamation of the entirety of the quote-unquote, again, civilized world at this time. And Daniel was going to be set over all of it. Now, here's the thought today. Why was that occurring? Because Daniel had, what did he have? An excellent spirit in him. The question today is this, what's in you? I'm not asking what you put on on the outside. You know, branding these days is a very interesting thing. I'm not talking about taking hot metal and putting it to your skin. I'm talking about marketing. I'm talking about representation. I'm talking about that which we put out to the world. Like the Nike swoosh, that special red font that Coca-Cola uses. I'm talking about the golden arches. McDonald's, right? We recognize those things. It's almost subconscious now. They've done such a good job with branding. But I've got to ask you, not what you put on the outside, but what's in you. Now, this has a very practical reason for us, us steering in this direction today. Many of you are going to spend some time with families. Many of you are going to have your spirit tested. And you know what? Sometimes it can become a free-for-all, can't it? Now, I talked about this over the week of Thanksgiving, and I, I really don't think I was more harsh than I should have been. We really could go even deeper. I'm going to ask you to examine yourself. Be honest with yourself. Do you have what could be considered anything approaching an excellent spirit? You see, friend, I'm not asking you what's on the outside. We can put on all kinds of fronts. You've seen those coffee mugs or those shirts world's greatest dad, right? Normally dads don't buy them for themselves. They're given to them by kids. And it's it's a good thing when kids think their dad or their grandpa is the world's greatest. But if we're honest with ourselves, you know, I hope my kids think I'm the world's greatest, but I know myself and I know I'm not all that great most of the time. Sometimes I can be a little bit more a little bit more prone to irritation than I should be, right? Sometimes I can be a little bit more chippy, a little bit more uh, abrasive than I should be. Maybe not have the grace that I should have because what's on the inside, it comes out. How interesting is it? I was at a theme park not long ago and uh, to see people, you know, have have these shirts on like world's greatest and to see a family that is obviously, maybe not all the time, but at least in this moment is uh, dysfunctional. I had my kids there and someone world's greatest dad and you could tell by the look on his face, he was not having the world's greatest day. That's for sure. His kids were probably misbehaving. They were a little bit irritable. Everyone was hangry. You know what I'm talking about? They're hungry and angry. And uh, he didn't feel like probably in that moment the world's greatest dad. If he could have taken that shirt off, turned it inside out, and put it back on, he would have. You know why? Because what's on the outside doesn't always reflect what's on the inside. Sometimes what's on the inside will bleed through. Actually, all the time. It'll always bleed through. We can never hold it in. But I'm not asking you what's on the outside. You might try to put a good face on this Christmas, sitting over Christmas dinner, and something comes up that you have strong opinions about. And that facade of an excellent spirit, it begins to crack, doesn't it? 
And all of a sudden, it's all vitriol and accusations and ad hominem attacks and family Christmas is ruined. Can I encourage you, like Daniel, to have an excellent spirit? Now, I want you to realize that having an excellent spirit does not ward off confrontation. There will be some when you try to come aligned with the virtues of God, when you try to come to Christmas dinner uh, with peace, when when you try your best that way, there are some people, and you know this to be true, they take that as a personal affront. They are irritated that you could even consider being happy. They think that's just the worst thing ever. You know what I'm talking about? Well, here's the deal. How we handle that really reveals how good of a spirit we have. Continue in verse number four. Then the princes, this is after the Bible tells us that Daniel had an excellent spirit and he was preferred by the king because of it. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Friend, you can be doing everything right and there will still be people looking to find wrong or looking to manufacture wrong. That's the worst, isn't it? When people can't find anything that's actually wrong and so they make stuff up. Well, that's what the presidents and the princes, they did. They used his spirituality. They used his prayer life against him. Verse 5 says, Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Can I tell you, friend, when people can only find a problem with you as it relates to the Bible, when they have to manufacture things, when they have to make it illegal to worship God for you to have done something quote-unquote wrong, then, friend, you may just have an excellent spirit. Could I encourage you this Christmas to do your best to have an excellent spirit? We read from, I think it was Psalm 63 or so. You know, I'm going to jump over there for just a moment. I'm going to turn in my Bible. Maybe you'll find your place there. I didn't have this in my notes, but I feel it's pertinent to talk about Psalm number 63. There we go. Here's what Daniel said. Oh God, thou art my God. We read this verse on Monday, but I think it's pertinent to bring about again. Early will I seek thee, he says. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Now, we just read verse 1 on Monday, but verse 2 says this, To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Verse 3, Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. I love that line from verse 2, to see thy power and thy glory. See, friend, think about Moses. When he spent time with Almighty God, when he came back, his face shone. His outside matched his inside. So often we try to put on this front. We try to put on this facade. We try to, we try to fool people. Can I tell you, when you spend time with God, there's no reason to fool people. You display the power and the glory of an almighty, all-merciful, all-knowing, omnipresent God. That's what we should look for. 
Let me encourage you, as you dive into this time with maybe some high-friction individuals, you know that Aunt Myrtle, the one that always says what's on her mind, the one that everyone thinks, oh no, and she launches into one of her diatribes? Let me encourage you, have an excellent spirit. Let people know, not even through your outward or, or overt actions, but just by your spirit, that you've spent time with God. I know we're approaching Christmas very quickly. I want to say Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. I hope you've had a great year. I'm looking forward to what God does next year. I want you to have a great day for his glory. I want to thank you once again for listening all this week. Would you join us next week? Please, please, please make this a part of your daily routine. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.